This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a slightly different Sky Blues Extra podcast with me, Tom Ward. Um, we're actually recording our pre-season special from the Sky Blue Tavern, who of course are our new sponsors for the season. Um, so delighted to be joined by three chaps this evening in Ross, Dean and Matt. Um, evening chaps, how are we all doing? Very well, Very nice good. to see you in person. It's a bit, a bit strange, different, isn't it? A little bit different, but yeah, it's nice and nice to be in the Tavern of course as well. Great setting, great venue. Hopefully we'll get some good use out of it this year. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say it's a uh, it's a bit weird being in person, but it feels like a bit of a, a bit of a pinnacle for for Skyview's extra podcast after three hard years over Zoom on on Sunday evenings. It feels like a bit of a pinnacle for us, doesn't it? It does, and Ross definitely looks more handsome in person <laughs> than Steady. than over Zoom. More handsome than I sound, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's makeup there, or well, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, you know, it is great because, as you say, you know, initially we. You know, it's first time actually meeting Matt in person. Obviously, we had the Skyblue Extra Lives. I hadn't met Dino until the Nando's last year. Um, obviously, he never stops going on about never Nando's, about right? It. Was, it, was it good Nando's? It was it a good was. Nando's. No, it's, it's brilliant. I think it's, it just shows the uh, uh, evolution of uh, Skyblue's Extra and hopefully the first of many. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's get on to, to the Sky Blues. Um, thought to start with a bit of good news from this week. Um, obviously, the O'Hare situation, which... <laughs> Feels like it's been a little bit of a roller coaster over the over the past couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I guess I'll start with you, Matt. Um, yeah, a bit of good news that it seems like the club have managed to fend off Burnley from from um, getting out there. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations, and um, I know we talked about it. It felt like there was the opportunity to make it a win-win. Um, you know, if it had gone, obviously we wouldn't have wanted that. He's quite ingrained in the club, and he's been somebody that. Uh, has really kind of ingrained himself with the fans, I think. Um, and obviously, he's a fantastic footballer. But just in terms of the fact of if we'd have got the right money, which it sounded like we were kind of angling towards, we um, with the kind of the history we've got over the last few years of turning money into 
you know, good recruitment and getting the right players in, you think if we could have got that nine, 10 million mark, which I think is a fair amount for him, um, and at least invested, say, four or five million back into the team, then, um, you know, we still could have turned that into a positive thing. But I think ultimately the best thing for us is, is keeping him at the club because A, he's a fantastic player. B, he, he obviously fits in really well with the, with the team and with the fans. And it's always good to have those players who have that link. But ultimately, more than that, I think from a financial perspective, long term as well, you know, we could cash in like we have done with a lot of players in, in the past and certainly over the last 10, 15 years. But um, I think he's the player you can see a natural progression in terms of, you know, him as a player. And I think in the next two, three years, we could be looking at, say, nine, 10 million spare now. You could quite easily say 15 million plus for him in the next, you know, two, three years. And I know we've talked about kind of the Brentford model and, and how you use that in the right way. Um, that's the kind of money, if we use it in the right way, you can bring in four or five quality players and, and really start to push yourself up there in a, into a playoff team. So for me, it's, uh, as I say, there could have been a positive outcome either way, but I think it's, I think it's probably the right thing for us if we can. Obviously, we've still got a few weeks to go, but hopefully we can, we can still keep them around. I kind of think what, what you're saying is right there in the, in the terms of it, it could be better next oh. year, but it all depends on the output. I mean, at the moment, is he a 10 million pound player? Probably not in the grand scheme of things, but to us, he is a 10 million pound player because of what he offers to the team. But, but to other teams, his output's not enough to, to hit that mark. Well, this right? is the thing. Right now, I agree. I think if his output last season, and that's just him as a player, you're right. He probably is five, six million. But I'll put my we, headphones on not to listen to you. But we know that he potentially, as you quite rightly say, if he gets a double-double, 10 assists, 10 goals, he's a 20 million pound player. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're charging 10 because that at the moment is, you know, it's a risk on your part, but we know his potential. Um, so I think, I think it's brilliant news. I think there was a lot of anxiety amongst probably all of us to a degree, you know, because in the past, you know, it was sort of proof in the pudding now. Of, of have we, you know, Dave Boddy, and I came here for the Q&A and he spoke a lot of sense about we're not going to give these players away. Mark Robbins has come out and said, we're not going to give our players, we don't need to jettison our players. But the proof was in the pudding. Were we just going to accept the first three and a half million reported bid? You know, and it's the same old story. But no, we've, we've stood firm. And we were in a win-win, weren't we? Yeah. we? We either got the money or we get to keep a great player who loves being at the club. And I think that's what gives us a huge advantage in this situation. Yeah, I think that's the big change, isn't it, that, the, that we've seen is that for that win-win to happen, the club are setting these, these bars for our players, which it feels like the first time in, well, in my lifetime that that's been the case where we're setting, you know, 10, 15 million pound um, bars for our players, which is great. And it gives us such a better chance of hanging on to them. Um, Dean, I, I do think the club have, have handled this pretty well, I, I have to say. I think across the board this summer so far with the Jokerez and Hamer situations as well, not to forget those, I think it's been held really, really well by, by the team. Um, the company situation is obviously the one where you go, no manager should be doing that. Yeah, and, you know, agreed. Mark Robbins hasn't acted in that in the past himself and in situations where we've been looking at a player. Um, and I don't think that's helped. I also don't think it, you know, sort of the agent talk has, has helped as well. Because that's, that's mostly where this this whole thing has come about is Callum O'Hare's agent touting to other clubs. I know Bournemouth were in for him in the summer early. Now, obviously, Burnley as as, as well. What I don't understand is why they're even entertaining conversations with Burnley. Why make a team stronger in our division when you know there's people in higher divisions that want his services as well? 
I would not be even entertaining any conversation at all with I Burnley. I don't think they really did, to be honest. I think, I mean, you, you know, you can't, you can't ignore when you get a bid in, can you? No, no, you obviously. Respond, yeah, of course. If, yeah. if you're getting a bid for three, four, five mil, which is what we seems to, or maybe six was like their max bid, they've got to respond to that. But they were holding out for that for that 10 mil. So I feel like they almost did. So I think that was contributed anyway. in the price. I, I think them being in the same division. I, th I think yeah. potentially if a Premier League team came in with eight, with, you know, add-ons, which basically guaranteed I think we may entertain it more if a and Fulham came and the in player, and, and the player himself. whereas I and because I, I think he'd want to go I think we've gone 10 million because for a start we know what his potential value could be two you're in the same division and we, we want I'm not convinced by Burnley or, or any of them I, I think yeah. we can be in the same top six as they're trying to be in so I think like you say we're directly weakening ourselves to strengthen opposition so I think we've factored that into the pricing and actually you say what about the, the club I think they've handled it so well because actually the club are the been the most resilient in not wanting to sell any of our three players. The Telegraph, all the fans on Twitter, they've sold all the players. They've all gone. Hamer went four weeks ago. Well, we of course, the WhatsApp them. messages you sent me, we've got no team. Yeah, well, this is what I mean. We all, we all sold our players and actually the club are the ones who have gone, no, we're not going to sell them unless the price is right. And I think... I think we're scarred from uh, from previous seasons, aren't we? I mean, when we have Mad Madison players, being Madison, well, Madison at, at 11, well, 11 p.m. You know, 11 and that's his value at that time, isn't it? And that's what we've done in the past. Yeah. We're not factored in what he would be in, you know, five, six, seven years. And now you hear talk of um, Tottenham. I think is it fifty million again? Potentially, that's the talk with him, or that's the rumor. And it might just be rumors, but um, fifty million, and that's you know four or five years down the line since we've had him. And you think about it again. We've sold people for the value that they were at that moment in time, even at 20, 22, 21 years of age. And you're thinking, you keep another year or two, and that's going to double and potentially treble as and gone, you know, completely skyrocketed as it has with um, as with Madison. And, and you can see it happen with these three in particular, maybe four or five as well. It yeah. says to me, we're going for it. We are going for it this year. We were so close last year. We're going to keep our assets and, we're, you know, the biggest asset we have is potentially getting promotion. That's that's the yeah. be all and end all. If you get player sales, and you? if you get to the Premier League, the promised land, the money you know is there automatically. So, do you, do you gamble? And I think we are by not even entertaining bids for for any of the three. One season is all we need in the Premier League to get that 130 yeah. million. Even if we come straight back down, you then get the parachute payments, and suddenly we as a club would be in a completely different ballpark. You're looking at training ground, you're looking at potentially buying half the stadium. All those things become a reality with that money because we would be very sensible. If we went up, we'd most likely come back down. We wouldn't overspend. We wouldn't spend 50, 60, 70. We wouldn't do a forest spending. We, we'd but that's, that's the way you stay up though, that's isn't the, it? The you have you to spend up. money there like Forest are doing. You do, but then you look at some teams and they end up in more trouble. I think if we would give help. it a go. Look at, For example, look at Norwich, right? Everyone sort of ridicules them. But the things they have as a club from a business and we, we're trying to run self-sufficiently. We haven't got an owner who's just going to, you know, keep pumping money in when we're overspending on wages. There's a lot of teams in the championship who if they don't go up and their owner goes, you know what, that's it, are in big trouble. I think we'd go up and Norwich make money from going up and down because they get the repeated parachute payments. They, they, they make money and they invest wisely. They don't overspend. They get players who you go, that's a good player. I think that's what we would do. But I, I agree. I think we're going for it. I think keeping... The assets so far, I think the plays we've added as well. I, I, I think it's quite easy to sort of brush over and go, oh, we've only made you know three signings in terms of first team signings. But I think you look at the quality. I, I think it's it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely is exciting. Well, let's mo move on very slightly uh, onto a perhaps more contentious point, which me and Dino might potentially. We probably should have sat apart for this one. Oh, no, no. 
The dreaded loyalty point system. I'll, uh, I'll, get let, in I'll, the let you, I'll let you get your bit out. Get in yeah. the bin. There's absolutely no need for it. I, for some reason, I think our fans think we're bigger than what we are. It's a very Premier League thing, isn't it? A lot of Premier League teams well, do it. Championship teams do it as well, though. Yeah. It's just, I just don't think it's valid for us. And I don't agree with the system going back for three years when nobody even knew this was going to happen. I know, obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And, you know, we've got great support now with 11,000 season tickets, etc. But I just don't agree with implementing a system and going back in time where people had no idea this was going to be take place. I had no idea. I'd have assi- I've bought tickets for. Well, over I've, bought the pl- I've bought you away tickets. Exactly, uh, but I can't assign those points. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that time has gone. Now I would agree with the system if they said, "Okay, any ticket got you've had in the past, if you want to reassign that now, you can do, and then build your points up." But that doesn't seem to be happening. So I, I just think it's a very, very silly system. I don't think Sunderland is one to look at it because of how limited the tickets we have. But with the, but with them being limited, it, it has worked how it should, right? As in, people who wanted to get their tickets early got them in a window where they weren't you know, pressured and had to be online at 10 a.m. Then anyone who wanted one was able to get one but in what's, the what's, final window. what's been the issue over the past 20 years with season ticket holders getting them? Well, the way I look at it, so last year it was done in season ticket. If you were a season ticket holder, you had priority. They had the thing of phase one, phase two. I was in phase two because of the time I got the season ticket. Whichever way you look at it, uh, the way I I think is whatever system you have, it's never going to be perfect because 12,500 season ticket holders doesn't fit into a 1,500 away allocation. I, now, Wardy, you know, an elite supporter here, you know, 1,400 points, or whatever. I've I've got 800. So I feel like, and I've seen a few people, and Sunderland's a good example, who have been critical because... I am actually haven't quite got enough points to be a priority, so I'm with general sale. But I could get all upset about that, but but I'm not because I, on one hand I think well actually it gives people who are in general sale a chance to get a ticket at the same point I do, and obviously certain games with bigger allocations I will then get a priority. I, I imagine the disappointing thing, like you say, there's I know a lot of people who went and I St Andrews paid on the day, Rotherham on the cold yeah. Tuesday night, and obviously pay on the cash cash. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to show for that, which is disappointing. The other thing I have seen people on Twitter say is that they feel like, oh, I, I didn't go to Birmingham, so I'm being punished. Well, I don't think you're being punished. I think the people who went are being rewarded, which is what it's all about, right? So I sort of, I see it from both sides. I, I just think there's no perfect system, is there? I think last no, year, of course season, if, you, if you go season ticket holder and you can buy five tickets, then everyone just goes, oh, you know, you buy six for I your see, buddies. now I have an issue with that. There should never, ever be four or five si- tickets for a season ticket holder it should just be one well, it was only one or two, two last season wasn't it not for most games it's like it one or two for most games i would two, i two I, I i would say it's it's a lot of them were three or four more than one or two i think it was two max but anyway I, uh, well anyway regardless we'll, we'll that, later. that <laughs> point stands now they can't they can't they cannot implement that this season by saying Oh, if you're in priority one or whatever the, the stages are, you can get more than one no, ticket. Because that. if that happens, it it'll be it'll be a shitstorm. Why, why has it changed? What is the is it because of the fans? Because it was called poor. three people complain on Twitter. Exactly. What's the reason behind it? Like, I, mean, I think I think if, if you use an example of like Bournemouth away last season, right? There was only what a thousand, maybe less than a thousand, eight hundred tickets or something ridiculous. Um, maybe it was more than that. Um, there was a massive rush for tickets, like you say, like what. 10,000 people trying to get into those tickets and quite a few people who'd been to every game that season didn't get a ticket so 
I see that these examples are few and far between, but I think, I think that's the point. How often does that happen? You know, I look no, at kind but of... But if you say how often it happens, that works the other way as well, doesn't it? How often are you not going to be able to go to a game that you wanted to go to as a, as, as a fan who goes to three or four a season? There's plenty. There's plenty of games that are, that have a decent allocation. But it's also there to. for manipulation, Even isn't it? Available. Even people with priority one can now buy the ticket with no intention of going, so they can bump their numbers up mm. and sell it. But say I, say it sells out, then they go, "Oh, hold on, I'm, I have no intention of going here. But, but I think I'm going to double the price because that's a Coventry City fan thing to do." But, uh, but I think what you'll find is in that bracket of people who do get to buy them early, they're either going to the game themselves because that and because they're in that bracket because they've gone to every game, or. Um, Will you be able to assign that? Say, okay, you're you're or they don't go to your your ultra one. You buy a ticket. You've got no intention of going to that game. You sell that ticket to me, hopefully at face value because you like me. Definitely put a bit on it. (laughs) But then, can I put? Can I assign that ticket to my number? Can that? Can you know? I think the point you're making is that those situations will be few and far between because people in that bracket will be using their ticket to go because they're in that bracket. And I think you'll find that quite a bit this year the interesting thing people in the top bracket ultimately I think everyone's we need to know the numbers as well that's another thing we need to know the numbers we can't talk about this all night but one point I'll make is as well which Dave Boddy mentioned at a forum I went to recently was the club know the numbers of who's in each bracket so we can sit there and get really worried about I'm never going to get a ticket for an away game but they know that there's like you know 200 or 300 or 500 people in a certain bracket and they really know they basically know when it's going to sell out and it kind of played out like that with Sunderland a bit. And when you've got 2,000 or 3,000 in the way end, I feel like everyone has the chance to get a ticket, which is, which is how we want it to be. Uh, well, I completely agree. I think last year, when I think of the games I went to, Blackburn away, Derby away, Forest away, they all made it. Uh, you know, I, I, I managed to get a ticket and it went even beyond me. I think it was the Southampton game was the one I didn't get to go to. And I think the system's been brought in because in the games like that, and it was also wrong, you know, because like you say, you'd be able to allocate two tickets at least, say, per number. I think it was games like that where people who went to every game who probably should who should have got the priority to go to the FA Cup game lost out to people who 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 didn't. I think that's why there was a big clamour for it and Bournemouth. But again, it's difficult, isn't it? Because some you know you get these tiddly allocations. I mean, like I say, you know, twelve and a half thousand just doesn't fit into fifteen hundred. And you know, there's twelve and a half thousand people who've got season tickets who are ultra loyal. You know, you, who have got you know the two hundred whatever points you get for being a season ticket holder. And unfortunately, eleven thousand of them aren't going to get tickets. That's the that's the way it is. But how many tickets were allocated per person for that for that FA Cup game? W- one for- or two, two probably. Per per season ticket I, holder, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that max you could ever get was two per because I was always buying them. I was always helping people out like you. But, for yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm pretty sure it was two. So that's no, I appreciate that. Lo- and then Luton away might have been one because it was a smaller allocation. But the, the I'm pretty sure the Southampton game. How many tickets do we have? Eight, ten, five or six. I think six. Really? Yeah. But, but phase one. one was eight thousand season tickets holders. So if you could buy two per ticket, that was sixteen thousand tickets before it even got to me, unless obviously. Wardy or someone got me. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's why they've done it. And, but they have to keep it at one per number. This It'll be one per number. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, otherwise they have no the choice. System. Yeah. But, but the idea is it's, I think what people are forgetting is there's not a panic on day one. If you don't get one on day one or day two or day three, the idea of the system is there'll be some left on day four and day five. It's not a big panic anymore. It's supposed to be a bit more organised. I, 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 don't, I, I, just, I just don't think it will. You'll just get I loaded. Think, I think in practicality, Dean, you'll be able to get a ticket if you want to go, I, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, because I'll tap somebody up no, for I one. think you'd be able, like, you would have been able to get a Sunderland ticket. Well, I have, I have zero points. Because yeah, okay. I haven't had a season ticket for three years and 
every game I go to, somebody else gets me a ticket which I haven't assigned. So, yeah, so you'll carry on how you've been doing it then, I guess, I suppose. I will always be on zero yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Super fan here. You do that anyway by the sounds of it. But you're saying it's going to be one per person now for season ticket holders where it might have been two. I guess so that, that potentially yeah. is going to yeah. change it a little bit. There, it's, you won't have that option. It's tricky. To be able to. It's tri and then obviously traveling with people, certain people need to go. If I agree with that. People, I agree with that 100%. That's like. But I do think that's something that will change with the. So say we have a 3,000 allocation, I think they'll have a bigger category. So they'll say everyone from 800 to 1,200 can buy in this window. So there's like more people can sit together. I think right. that's what will happen, I'd imagine. And I think that's the thing if you're over 800. I suppose we'll only look at the Sunderland game. It's a very, very small. Yeah, it's a tighter allocation, right? Yeah, exactly. And the way I look at it is, you know, if you're someone who doesn't go to, so, you know, haven't got a season ticket, then obviously you know you're going to be able to go and watch Coventry at the CBS. If you really want to go and see the team, you can. There's, you know, yeah, the CBS um, is always available. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you don't have a season ticket and you, you, know, you can't go all the time, then you can go to the home games. If you've got a season ticket at this season, I guarantee that on most away games with the current system, I think you, and even last year as well, you'll be able to get away tickets. It's also a big incentive to have a season ticket. Yeah, as well. I, I, I mean, I'm just being selfish yeah, yeah, because yeah, of the of situation I'm in that I cannot go to every single game. I can only go to a select 10, 12 max a season. And most of the time they appear to be away games, which is yeah. very frustrating. So that for me Everyone's now... Everyone's got a personal situation, haven't they? For me now, it's going to be ridiculously hard to go to games. I'll become an iFollow supporter. Everyone has their own situation. Like I could sit there and go... I went to Cardiff away on Tuesday night in the cold and then I couldn't go to Southampton. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's got yeah, their course, own situation. Yeah. So yeah. Like I think, like Ross said, it, it's hard to get a perfect system. Of course, yeah. By the way, this is all because we're growing as a fan base uh, and we're, be we're doing well, which, you know... That's a good thing. We wouldn't have been chatting about this in League Two. No. We'd have been chatting about, you know... How, know. Do, how do we get rid of the tickets? <laughs> exactly. Are there any schools that <laughs> yeah. need them? Exactly. Everyone yeah. was queuing up to give them to Dino <laughs> back in those days. <laughs> nobody wanted want to, want to be there. It's, a, it's a nice problem to have, but maybe a few little things to navigate and, and for it to bed in. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Let's move on and talk about the, the squad and, and the pre-season efforts. Um, Matt, I think we've had a, a pretty good pre-season, uh, which <laughs> makes me nervous for, for some reason, because yeah. we seem to sometimes do badly and have a good season. So. There's been a lot of stats on Twitter over the last couple of days, which kind of show a complete lack of correlation between a good pre-season and... Uh, and actually then going on to have a good season. So I think you just need to stay quite grounded with these things. You know, good preseason is always the aim. It's what you want to do. Um, and there's been some good results in there. You know, Forest obviously probably the big one so far. But just for me, kind of going to League One and League Two teams and winning 2-3-0, that's the kind of thing when you start saying, okay, you start to feel like an established championship team then. Confidence booster as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Scoring goals, to, definitely. You know, Oxford are a decent League One team. And I know it's not flashy to go there and win but again you kind of look at it first season uh in the championship and you think that's the kind of game you think we'll probably go there and if we draw 1-1 one, one, you're thinking it's not the worst thing and we go in there quite confidently controlling the game winning 2-0 and and then go into Warsaw where again you think we should be obviously in terms of the standards but we're going there and doing it 3-0 not conceding any goals um and and doing what we should do and that's the kind of thing that gives you that confidence in us being a an established championship club which is obviously you know now being in our third seat or going into our third season in the championship that's where we from a realistic point of view want want to be so it, it's encouraging but again feet on the ground i think yeah def definitely feet on the ground but um ross there's been a few standout performances for our pre-season um obviously the warsaw game which i think you watched you were at yes you so went to that game yeah yep. how um, many points do you get for that <laughs> Too many. Too many themes not, around, just a little. Not enough you to can't get you say after every, every question, Dean. 
<laughs> uh, but I think some standout performances there. Um, I didn't get to go to it myself, but Eccles and Palmer, I heard, stood out and obviously scored a couple of, of nice goals. Yeah, it was good. I mean, on the whole, it was uh, we probably had six or seven of our who you'd expect to start um, against Sunderland not playing, but it was a good opportunity. Obviously, it was the first time we'd seen Callum Doyle um, play. Uh, Casey Palmer got a good 75 minutes, Eccles and um, uh, you know a couple of others as well. And yeah, you, you're quite right to say, I thought Casey Palmer, he, again, with every Coventry City signing, we, there always seems to be this sort of, you know, <laughs> ability to think that we know, you know, the fans know better than the recruitment side. And obviously we've got ones wrong in the past, but I'm incredibly excited for him. Um, I don't know if anybody, any of you watched that Adi Viviash interview. But that, that, I was sort of sold, you know, hearing him talk about his character, his personality, his ability. He's 25. And I think, you know what, he could be, we, we could be talking about him in a year's time going, wow, what a piece of business. And actually, there's suddenly suitors looking for him. And what I loved about him was, because I saw him against Leamington as well, but obviously, you know, first preseason game is always a bit rusty. But what I liked about him against Warsaw, especially second half when it sort of cooled down slightly from the uh, scorching heat was, he's so composed. He... He's a big guy, like you know, he's look imposing figure. I saw that in the goal, right? Unbelievable. I mean, his first touch, and it's funny because you know, yeah, I love O'Hare, but last season O'Hare wouldn't sort of score that goal. He'd, he'd snatch at it, you know, he'd tickle. I always used to describe his shots as sort of tickles. Um, but Palmer, that first touch, and then the composure just to sit this, this guy down and then just caress this, the ball in the bottom corner. I thought he's got something here. And then he had a, he, there was another highlight where I think Todd Kane played the ball into him first time pass. Crisp straight to Waggon, and unfortunately he messed it up. But it was an unbelievable. And I just thought that final ball, that you know, and he tries things. It doesn't always come off. But you go, you know what? That person who can unlock, he, he's got an air of bright about him in terms of the way he can you know, shift the ball past the defender. But he, his work rate is, is second to none. As a as a character as well, he seems a great guy. I think we talked about his defensive ability in that summer part, didn't we? Or, or maybe I brought it up and you, you guys followed. But his defensive stats are incredible for where you he plays on the pitch he's always tracking back and i think that's that's probably something we've we've kind of missed from an attacking perspective like that transition from okay we've we're in that final third we've lost the ball now let's get it back quickly bang 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 i think he can add to that even more than what o'hare and and the likes of god and he's got that physical you know he's 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 a tall guy you know o'hare's incredible isn't he he's you know most foul player winning it back but Palmer's got this real stature about him. And I think those two together, it's exciting. Uh, and he was very good. And you mentioned Eccles as well. And he deserves a, a big shout out because I think every time he's played, you know, he's been hampered by injuries, hasn't he? But when he plays, he's he looks such a talented player. And he played both positions, which was interesting because I, I've been so impressed with him at right wing back whenever he pl- he's played there. And at centre mid, him alongside Ben Sheaf, who we spoke about in the summer pod about how he's going to, it's the big four, you know, with him because, and he was outstanding, I, I thought. Obviously, albeit it's against Warsaw, but you just, as soon as he went off the pitch and it was Halley and Eccles, you were like, wow, that, that control in midfield is just sort of gone. But Eccles, great finish from him. And yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about. And I don't know about you, but I suddenly look at our squad and go, wow, I looked at the people who weren't there and I was thinking, we've got a bit of depth now. Tavares feels like to me, Third choice striker. Ready to make that step up. Yeah, yeah. he is. The incremental yeah. build, though, isn't it? And it's doing it the right way because we haven't. People kind of look at it and say, we spent a lot of last season in the top six, then in the top 10, obviously eventually dropped down to 12, which is still a fantastic performance for us. But I think they went by the fact that we were in top six and top 10 for, you know, 85, 90% of the season and just then automatically go, right, you sign a couple of 
multi-million pound players, we're dead set to be in the top six. And it, and it doesn't work that way. And it's about incrementally building the right way. You think, we finished 12th this season. If we can look at it and say, right, we want to, that's the benchmark really for us now. We don't really want to drop below that. What can we do in, in terms of improving the squad without really putting ourselves in a, in a situation that we can't really back up? At, you know, saying that we're going to compete against other teams in this division that have got more money. So what have we done? We've, we've extended contracts for these, you know, big name players for us who obviously now has allowed us to be able to say we can, we can hold our ground with not selling them on the cheap. And obviously continue this model of bringing people through, whether it's the youth players. You know, Eccles is probably going to have a big role for us to play as it stands at the minute. If you look at Kelly and you think, not too sure what's going on there, he's kind of getting to a situation where there's, there's going to be an opportunity for him to play a, a lot of games. And, um, and then these kind of people like a Palmer, who again, he's obviously shown a lot of potential in his, in his career, but for whatever reason, it just didn't fit with, um, with Pearson at Bristol City. And that's not necessarily going to be on him. You know, Pearson's a, a diversive guy, so it's quite easy for you not to... Horses to for courses him. a lot in this division. You, you see players all the time transfer from one championship club to another. Look at your Chris, Chris. Yeah, and they just find their feet somewhere else. Yeah. And there's no Chief reason why... Ka- Chief yeah, there's Chris. no reason why Casey Palmer can't be that, that guy for us. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a good point what you said, Matt, about, um, about the investment as well, because... The fans do sometimes, you know, obviously when they announced that it was mainly going to be loan players coming in, there's a bit of a feel of, oh, we're not investing properly in the squad. But people forget that we've improved players' contracts and that is an invest. I mean, keeping your good players is an investment and improving their contracts is an investment in itself. Yeah. And actually doing that will, could work out better than signing other players. And allowing yourself value. not to be in a position where you need to sell them maybe for three, four million because they've maybe only got 12 months to go. Yeah, so exactly. Well, that's the key, isn't it? That, yeah. That's worth millions. Yeah. And, and then, like I say, if we, keep, if we keep all three this summer... Four. Four. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a big four. He loves it. But oh. yeah, we keep, we keep them all, our assets this year. People got to realise that we've, we've turned down, you know, we, we haven't got that 10 million or yeah. more to then go. So obviously, there's going to be a, re- a reduction in terms of outlay. Because obviously, you know, and if we do offer new contracts again, which I'm sure we will, I'm sure Ben Sheaf and O'Hare and Yokeras and Hamer, all, they'll be top of the list to try and give new deals to. You know, it's not going to be the same for the same amount. You know, people got to realise that, you know, we're trying to get the best calibre player in. And that's why these loan signings, I w- wasn't alarmed in the slightest. You know, when Robin said, look, there's three, we're, we're, we're basically one's done, uh, which was Doyle, working on another, which was Panzo, and then there's a third, which, you know, it sounds like it's going to be coming in next week or something. People instantly go, oh, loans, we, you know, we haven't got, you know, any money to spend. I'm thinking it's about the best quality player. We were going to yeah. get J- Jay Clark Salter. He yeah. was going to be a permanent transfer, so we were going to have him. I sound now look and go, wow, we've got two left-sided, left-footed centre-backs. Both look really, really good. I mean, what you know, Panzo scoring twice. I mean, I mean, how much would a Panzo cost you? I mean, like Ostergaard's just gone for what four mil. We wanted Panzo, I mean, didn't like we? Ten, yeah, well, ten, well, ten, two years ago. These, these yeah. players cost money, you know, like to per- sign them permanently. Plus the wages they'll be on, and like you say, if we can get them in as a loan, I, I would argue you can get a better quality player as a loan Agreed. in this division. As long as you've got players developing, as long yeah. as the model is still working itself through, which it is. Manageable level. But you've got all these young players coming through. Max. Like you've got like the Eccles, the Howleys, the Tavares. Like the model's working. We're developing these players and we're sprinkling some loan, loans in there for some quality. The, you, the main place. issue you've got with, you know, wanting quality, if you want to spend money, you've got to spend a lot of money to do so. Yeah. So which you we don't t- have. just, yeah, exactly. So utilize the loan system to its full capabilities. And if that means, you know, going in, 
to the top division and dip, um, you know, taking a load of you know their players. So be it. If it strengthens us as a team, I couldn't care less. To be honest, where they come from, Timbuktu or the Premier League, doesn't matter. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And let's talk a little bit about the defence because I think that was probably an area where we wanted to strengthen the most in the summer. Um, are we sort of happy with with the defence as it is now? Obviously, we still need a left wing back. Yeah, we're hearing that the lad from Palace who. I still can't pronounce his name properly. Adam Amolo, um, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. You've nailed that one. Uh, he, he, he nailed it quicker than uh, nailed Hamer, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he, so... He should be... I mean, I don't know. What, by the time this goes out, he might have been signed. Yeah. Seems like he's pretty dead set to be joining us. He, he looks like a very good talent. He does, yeah. Palace fans have been saying on Twitter, they're very... Well, he played the other night in the... Against United. Yeah, Came and he looked, good, he looked good there. So um, I think that's a solid... solid I'd be solid. super happy if he comes in. And, and then I would, you know... I would say that that defensive line is is pretty sound for the rest of the year. Then, if it stays as it as it is, the only the only slight concern that I have is with Todd Gain, maybe. So, as it, because of as Dabo's injury record, yeah, because yeah. of Dabo's injury record, you um, could end up being a bit short on the right. Eccles, yeah, but then you've got Eccles. Eccles. Okay. Eccles. But then is Eccles covering Kelly at the moment? I think so, is covering Kelly, yeah. he could be covered both. Yeah, yeah. unless unless the Superman, you know, this four. Unless his fourth signing Robinson's on the back is 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 a centre mid, you know, because he I he, think he, he will did, be. I which think I I, I agree. Right. So I think because I think he likes Eccles at right wing back. Yeah. I I agree. Honestly, right now, if if the window was to shut right this second, I'd rate it like a nine out we're, of ten. You we got a chance with that squad. If if we sign the left, that's back, all you can ask for. It's and we keep everyone. It's a ten out of ten. Just if we could get. That's why I say it's a nine out of ten because we, I, we do I, we need left wing back. Yeah, yeah. But but keeping our assets, I can't stress how much I think that. Is I think humongous. That, was the, that was the number one objective this summer, really. Yeah. They're going to improve again. Get, getting promotion. Yeah. Like, like the players are going to get better. You know, this is what some of our fans forget. It's like, I think we know what... If O'Hare, you know, starts scoring, how many more points is that worth? Jokerez, mm -hmm. that was his first full season. You know, Hamer is just getting better and better. These play, And then there's other players, like you say, Tavares. I, I, I feel like... I've got a really good feeling about Tavares. I have. I think he's their choice. He goes in ahead of Walker oh, and Waghorn I mean, at the even moment. Even that, that finish yeah. against Preston at home just was just unbelievable quality. His finish against Warsaw. In, in that moment yeah. of the game, at that age, it was just out. That, that alone for me. And extended contract now. Yeah. Oh, great. So, yeah, that, that, should, so that shows... These things go under the radar. Yeah. You even look at things like we've signed um, striker from Wigan, the guy from Tottenham as well. And these yeah. are the people yeah. who are going to come through and be these guys in a year or Future two as planning. Well. There is such you can see such a systematic approach with how we do things. Keep these big name, you know, hopefully big name players. Obviously, bring through the next crop from the youth, and also all the time we're buying. You know, last season we had um, Cashman and people like that. Yeah. Always bringing these people through. Nobody's going to shout about. Nobody's going to make a song and dance about. But in two years' time, they're the ones again that are kind of coming through. And as fans, we cannot complain about that situation because we do not have a sugar daddy to to spend the money. So we have to deal with the situation we've got and it's working. Like, how can anyone say it's not working? Yeah, I completely agree. Is that it? That's it. Good night. My job. I think it's interesting with the with the players coming through that it's, it's getting harder to bring players all the way through the academy and into the first team in the championship. Yeah. They get yeah. picked off earlier That's by Villa and, the, and, and West Brom and et cetera. And it's a high level to get into the team. When you're in League One, you know, Tom Bayliss and players would get into our That's team. That's what I mean, yeah. But, with, but where we are doing really well, I think we talked about in the last pod, was picking those players from like a Wigan or, or mm -hmm. wherever. I think, was it Tavares from Rochdale, wasn't it? 
yeah. and bringing them for into the 23s. And they don't kind of cost a lot as well. You've got to I take a, a great, risk. That's a great model. You have to take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Reed is one which potentially as as well, hasn't necessarily yeah. come to fruition, but you've got to take this risk. Whereas Fabio Tavares now, he's been rewarded with this you know, contract. So you know, there's always going to be hits and misses. Of course but I is. think with that approach, when they're a hit, they're very good. And when they're a miss, the risk is low and the, the, the financial damage isn't, isn't that great. Not one club gets every single transfer bang on. Ask Man United from the last yeah, 10 exactly. years. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, we talk about the Brentford model so much. There's probably two or three Brentford players that didn't work out. So, you know. You only need one or two to work out yeah. for our model to work, yeah. to be honest. And it's, and it's a squad game as well. So you, they'll get opportunities in the squad and just being around the squad will, will help with the, and will it's help the depth with the development. And you mentioned about the back line and I, I, the question I wanted to ask actually was, and obviously I know that you know, you're a huge fan of Rose, right? I, I looked at it and go, and Warsaw, I, I didn't think he had the, the best sort of game. I wonder if he's fifth, fifth choice with the players we've brought in. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a good possibility that is the case. You, you would say... For the, for the quality that Panzo has, he goes in automatically on that left-hand side. Fads had the best season of his career last season. No no doubts about that. He's got a haircut like you now. No, he's better than mine. <laughs> I'm not going to even talk about haircuts. Um, Everyone can see it as well. <laughs> There's no hiding, mate. <laughs> when you see the receding hairline, if you look back at all the lives... You know how much stress, stress has gone through my life. You're just gradually going back and back. It's still and from back. that keep you free nil, isn't it? Oh God, don't talk about that. You were done. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back back to the point. I think Fads and you know Hyam. Who can who can say anything about about those two last season? Um, so yeah, maybe he is. And you know, Man City are not going to send Callum Doyle out on loan if he's not going to have at least 15 first-team appearances. So there would, have been, there would be some agreement there as well. With Him that. and Panzo, so I think, could have a great competition, I think, for that left-back slot. Because Doyle was a lot taller than I just sort of, you know, how he looks. He looks so young. He he, he looks so confident. He just slotted in. You know, but, the balls, he was whipping yeah. them out to the left wing-back. And I was thinking, yeah, class. And I watched a lot of him in the under-19s European Championships that's, that's just been played. He was excellent, especially in that final. He was really, really good. So. Scored. Exactly, you know, you know, we we've asked for more goals from our defence over the years. So, you know, has he got that in the locker? You know, time will tell. But yeah, I mean, the Michael Rose situation. I thought Michael Rose would have left this summer. Personally, I thought there was so much interest in him. He was the one I could have, you know, could have seen moving on. If, you know, it would have been a, a small nominal fee in the grand scheme of things. In, you know, if, you, if you're comparing him to the big four, but that could have opened up opportunities elsewhere. And yeah. maybe that, that might still be the case if Panzo and Doyle hit the ground running. There, you know, we've, we've got Burroughs there as well. Can he fill in at right centre-half if we pay, you know, if we are short? Um, so, yeah, I, 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 Michael Rose might might still leave in this transfer window for me. Yeah, it's not, not the worst shout. Um, I think he's probably being planned to be moved on at some point. His contract imagine. runs out soon. Yeah, is it? Is he got a year? I don't, so know, I don't think he's got... It's 2023. Season, but he hasn't got an option... Out. Whereas no option Dabo now, yeah. has got an option yeah. and it is right. his 2023. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a year left. You know, what can we get something out of him? And does that enable us to go into the loan market and afford wages for two more quality players? Yeah, it's interesting. Matt, in terms of how we're going to set up the season, you probably think it wouldn't be too vastly different to last season given the signings we're, we're making. Yeah, it seems to 
kind of fit in nicely with what we've done. And, and you can't imagine there'd be major reasons for us to, to particularly change things. Obviously, the model's working. Um, you know, we've had two very successful seasons in the championship on the back of what, four or five successful seasons in a row now. We've kind of improved year on year. So um, I don't really see any reason for us to change the shape. And obviously, uh, we talk about a very solid uh, summer in terms of the transfer market. And a large part of that is because of the fact we really haven't you know, we haven't seen too many outgoings. We just brought people in the areas where we're a little bit short. So, yeah, the people that we've brought in um, and the fact that we haven't really changed a lot of people, I can't imagine there's going to be much reason for us to change. You, you kind of, you also think the only thing which um, you look at is obviously the Casey Palmer thing with Callum O'Hare, but then you looked at last season and we kind of had this model of away games, we'd probably turn to that option of having two uh, in support of a lone striker. And so that potentially would fit in a bit more from that perspective as well, because you do think he's somebody who um, I, th I think actually would fit really well for us to kind of take that approach if we are going to go the same way in terms of lineup for away games, because as Ross says, he's, he's more of a physical presence. And if we're looking to catch teams a bit more on the break or, um, you know, maybe soaking up a bit more pressure on us and then and then kind of not don't want to say a long ball game, but kind of a bit more of a, an element of getting the ball up top, then. He obviously brings a lot more presence in that uh, second attack and midfielder role if we haven't got the two strikers there. So I think he actually fits in with that thing of maybe swapping the front three around between the home and away games. So um, I can't really see too much change in terms of the formation how we'd line up. I do think it opens up a four at the back situation as well because Palmer can drop back into a midfield three with Hamer and Sheaf, for example. And you can still play two up top with O'Hare behind two strikers. So, you know, there's... I think for the first time we've got options. Well, we've played back four, haven't we? A couple of times in the friendlies, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Second half in the first few, we go to a sort of four-two-three-one, which, if you remember, Mark Robbins, that was the formation he wanted to play back in League One initially. Um, then with Tony Andrew in the can, and then obviously we had injuries. So I, yeah, it worked quite good because Tavares can actually play on one of those sides as well. And um, you've got the, you know, if you're playing that. Two, three, one situation. You can even push Jamie Allen into one of those three positions yeah. with his energy. So, and I think high. I mean, I think a lot of our centre backs are, you know, well suited to a bat four. I think well, the only one at, I probably look at two, you look at Kane and Bidwell. They are, they're fullbacks. Yeah, and they're they're suited to a four. Bid Bidwell would thrive as a as oh, a left back, and that's why yeah. I think this guy from Palace, if he does indeed come in, and all the things I've read is that he is a, you know, fast, rapid wing back. So I, I think. Because last year it always felt like we had our plan A and then we sort of didn't necessarily know or had the confidence to half, change it. wasn't it, we, when yeah. we wanted to change Whereas it. Whereas I feel like yeah. now it feels like with the personnel, especially defensively, because Robin mm. spoke about that, didn't he? Uh, depth defensively, I think, yeah, we've got a good opportunity. You need, to, you need to have that ability to be able to change the formation around. You know, you, And again, that's about growing as a, as a team and as a squad. If you've kind of got a really strong start in 11, but really haven't got that depth on the bench as maybe we've had the first season, especially in the championship, you're kind of quite set to one style of play. Um, but again, a sign of kind of growth for us as a championship team is that ability to say, we've got that depth on the bench and some of those play players are going to, you know, thrive a bit more in different styles and different formations. And, and that's what you want. You want to be able to say, if it's not working in a certain game, we're going to go to a different style. You know, we obviously don't want to set ourselves up to be reactive to the opposition, but in certain cases, we probably need to, to consider that um, going on the road at certain points as well. And we've said, you know, we maybe have a little bit of a different approach um, when we're talking about home and away games. So, I, again, I think that's just a sign of, of um, our improvements our, our, in our depth as a squad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the team, when you look at the teams coming down, 
they're very very structured in their way of playing. They tend to play with four at the back. So you're not going to get that same attacking threat as you had against the likes of Fulham and Bournemouth last year. I don't think you know it's the same league this season. I just don't think it is. I I think there's there's opportunities for us to change. Can we have a plan A? Can we have a B and a C? And manipulate those to you know for the opposition that we're up against. Don't just go gung ho. This is how we're going to play with three, four, two, one, whatever. We need to be able to you know change things up when when it's needed. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Let's move on a bit and let's talk about the league in general. Um, so obviously Rotherham, Wigan, and Sunderland came up from League One. Um, Ross, how do you expect these three to get on this season? Um, so I think. I think all three will will find it difficult. Um, I think the perception is that Sunderland will do the best out of the three. You know, the biggest club and yeah, they sold a, an enormous amount of season tickets and, and and obviously they've got this sort of young owner. But I think if you actually look at their incomings to date, again at the time of recording, I, I don't think I'm that excited at all. I I also worry Wigan again. As of now, hadn't made a signing. Imagine the uproar, you know, when we got promoted, that had been the case. And we're, what, a couple of weeks away from the season starting. And then Rotherham, again, I, I, I've been watching a few of their manager, Paul Warren's interviews. And he, he sounds, I mean, he was talking about being in a, a really low place. I'm thinking it's pre-season. I, I worry for all three of them. The only thing, reason why I think two of them might stay up is there's two other teams that I also have grave some, some concerns. <laughs> Uh, Reading and Birmingham, Reading and Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I say grave concern. I'm not concerned. Um, you know, I'm very happy. If you're a fan of Reading and Birmingham, but, you'd be concerned. But, but, but yeah, I, I think Do there's. Not listen to this if you are a fan <laughs> of no, Reading. I also think there's a couple of other teams who I think I think Hull could I will either be absolutely superb or atrocious. But you obviously asked about the promoted teams, and I, I, yeah, I, I think they're going to find it tough. I think there's a, Sunderland fans almost have this belief. I've read some of their forums and stuff I just find it interesting you know uh, to compare <laughs> message boards you know so I do with my he hasn't got much house to do no. life the yeah, if I'm not at Nando's with you Dino I have nothing else to do but no I and there seems to be this bullish attitude because I think they're like we're Sunderland right yeah but I remember watching them in the playoffs uh, they didn't play very well yeah. and they brought in only these three players I think Rotherham they just struggled they, they lost out to players to League One they lost the best two players to Sheffield Wednesday you know, I think, yeah, I, I think they'll find it tough. Yeah, it's interesting, Matt, what uh, Ross says about Sunderland because they do have that big fan base and you think that sort of promotion bounce might sort of help them along. But without too many signings, then those three could be could be in a bit of bother. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I think what we need to probably bear in mind is obviously we've still got a bit of time until the, until the window shuts. So that's... You know, that's obviously time's going to tell, but I think I would agree in terms of where they are at the moment. I would say all three of them are going to are going to struggle, and you're probably right. There are two or three, maybe a couple more, already in the league, whereby that's going to be their saving grace because they are they're also going to struggle. You do look at Birmingham, and you really, again, I don't worry about it myself personally, but I kind of think if I was don't lose any sleep over that, mate. <laughs> just let it happen. Points with Birmingham, but let them go. <laughs> just let them go. But you just kind of think, you know that might be their only saving grace because there are a few teams that are looking really, mm. really quite dodgy. But you look at kind of having a scan through the transfer window for a lot of championship clubs and there are quite a few who haven't made a lot of signings. So you're thinking, 
at some point it's going to ramp up. But as it stands at the moment, looking at those three teams that have come up, as you say, uh, Rotherham lost Oladipo and Smith, who were important for them a couple of seasons ago, were in the championship. I think Oladipo was the guy who nearly kind of kept them up single-handedly in that run-in. Um, so they're going to struggle. Wigan really haven't done enough. And, and again, Sunderland, I think maybe because a couple of those signings have been the big names. Sky Sports News saying Clark was 10 million, which I don't believe, but you know they've probably spent a bit of money on those those two players, but they still need to get more for sure in terms yeah. of kind of overall improvement as a squad. So yeah, I would I would agree. I think they're going to struggle. Talk about squad overhauls. You look at sort of Cardiff shopping at the middle aisle of of Audi. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna get onto that actually and talk about <laughs> for, for me some of the bits of the teams making a lot of signings. Yeah, but we, d- as we talked about in the last pod, is it you know? <laughs> is it, it, it I think it's a quality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean it's quality. You know, quant- for them, it's quantity over quality. And I think you, for, you know, a team like Cardiff, they need to be the opposite of that. Well, I, I think for them, and one of my friends is a Cardiff fan, I, I think if you offered him 16th, 17th, no, he said he'd take it. Yeah. Because they're trying to restructure. They're trying to bring their wage bill down to be more sustainable. They're not paying anyone over 12 grand a week. So they've lost these big, you know, Aidan Flint, all these big uh, players. So they've had to... You know, and they're not reinvesting any of that money that they got for Kiefer Moore. They're using that to try and keep the club afloat. So these signings they made, they, I don't know, it, it's one of those, I think, if, they, if they, they need a season where they bed in because, you know, they've made yeah. 11, 12, 13. They're, they're, they're still two strikers list, short. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think, again, what will keep them in that sort of 16th, 17th position, 18th maybe, is because there's these other terrible teams you know well um, they're signing Ryan Allsop as their number one goalkeeper so that says a lot of what you need to know <laughs> you know it's just yeah <laughs> is it the right kind of, I mean it's the thing we talk about what we've done as a as a football club and it probably is quite a, a, a tricky season for them ahead and if you're a fan you're probably worried but also you're thinking <clears throat> you know finally are we going in, in the right direction in terms of kind of getting that base of a right model for us to build on do you know do you know what I mean if that is it's probably going to be a dodgy situation for them to to start with, but if they can stay up and we kind of think maybe they will, I probably feel they will stay up because of other teams being worse. And if they can if they can do it this season, where maybe there's a few teams who look a bit ropey and and kind of stay in the division and then build from there, it's maybe not the worst time for them to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we if we did what Cardiff have done this year, I'd be praying to every single god there is available. But our fans on Twitter would be saying it's been a great window. We spent yeah, money and we've made signings. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. have they spent money? Free transfer? Like, no, 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 they haven't. Well, no, no, they've spent. They've, they've, there's probably one player they've signed who I think we would most teams in the championship would go. We'd take him, Rinomota yeah. from Reading. Course, yeah, he's yeah. the one signing yeah. we'd all go. You know what? I'd have been buzzing with him. Mm-hmm. O'Dowder is someone who I, I think is a, a, an average average player. Everyone else, unproven. You've got people from um, Paderborn, so Hilsner's mate. Ojo. You've got um, Ojo. Ojo. Yeah. You've got these um, yeah, this guy from Leicester under 21s. Uh, and all these people are unproven. They've got a gel together. They haven't got a, a striker at the moment. Who knows who that's going to be because they can't afford... They, they're either got to get a free agent, and there's not that many now, or they've got to get someone on loan. But like, like you say, our fans, some of our fans would be happy because they'd go, oh, we've made all these signings, which is what we've done in the past. I mean, I, I think what will keep them up is you've got circuses like Birmingham. Honestly, I think it's a circus. I, I think their summer reminds me of when we went down. Yeah. You know, when we, 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 we were like scrambling around and it was all just... I thought you were going to get the call up at one point, were you? <laughs> I, 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 Andy Formers on the blower. I, I, uh, I, I scored a couple in the trial, <laughs> but it just wasn't enough. <laughs> it, was, they, they, it was Adam LaFondra and then... I sort of, you know, he couldn't negotiate a deal with wow. me. So then it was Cody McDonald. But 
Alex Nimley. Alex Nimley. Her- Herman Herodison pulling, pulling his quad or whatever it was in his second game, remember? Yeah. But um, but I, I think I agree. I think you look at these other teams, Blackburn, Blackburn, they've lost yeah. players. Rothwell, they've lost good players and they've signed one player. Signed uh, Callum Britain. Britain yeah. like, they're signing only signing, that. but they're yeah. only signing though. And I think our fans... I think sometimes our fans want these names who have been names in the past. Mm-hmm. Like I saw in the... It's like Waghorn. Waghorn. Classic Volks, example. Marlon Pack. I had all these names and they'd be like, he'd be a good signing. No, he wouldn't. Why? <laughs> Why has he been released from Cardiff and he's gone down to a League One side? They wouldn't be because they're names. And we've done that before. Yeah, you, you heard just, of somebody. Yeah. Like The thing is, realistically, people know the Premier League and if you support a non-Premier League team, you, you know your side, really. And then you know a little bit about other teams when you play them. And, I, you know... I'll hold my hands up to be very similar to that. And doing the previews in the last few seasons has really kind of helped me to kind of learn a bit more about these other teams. But people don't really know. So they don't really know about players outside of the ones that you might have seen play at the Premier League at some point. And that's just the thing. So you see a name that you've heard of and you think that's who we want. Whereas realistically, we can get a Panzo or we can get these people who've played in the youth ranks for the England in the 20s or 19s or whatever it is. Um, Much better. Shane Long to Reading is a prime example. Yeah. If we signed him, there would be people who are going, Shane Long, even though he scored as many less goals than Marcus Alonso has in eight seasons. I would be fuming with him. But but he's the sort of player... Probably saw the same goals as Fernando Alonso as well, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like He's the sort of player, Jeff Hendrick, these people who you go, oh, he played in the Premier League two years ago, mm. but they don't care. They're on these huge wages. They're on their way down. I don't want them. I want people who are hungry, who, who join our group. We've got the best vibe that we've ever had in yeah. the club. Scrub yeah. is extra or? Both. <laughs> we mirror the club. Great vibes. No, great they mirror us. We should do the football tennis. Scrub is extra. We should do it, actually. Can I throw a curveball to see who's going get, to get relegated? Huddersfield. Ooh. I think losing Corboron is a disaster. For and them. they've lost pretty much half of their decent squad. O'Brien's gone. Toffolo's gone. Brutal, that. Um, and they, you know... That, that's one of the things about... I think I mentioned it on one of the pods towards the end of the season about the danger of losing in the... Play- they lost in the playoff final, They lost in the they? playoff, yeah. yeah. Well, Barnsley it, did, didn't that, they? It's yeah. like where you put, you put yourself in the shop when... If you're going to be in the playoffs and you don't go up, I think it's a dangerous place to yeah. be. If you get in and you go up like Forrester, you're up, cool, done. But... If you put yourself in the window and it's like Huddersfield were great, they've got great players, everyone watches them in the, the playoffs, I think you get picked off. I think yep. you might as well finish twelfth, to be honest. Why is it is why is he gone? Is it and you can't Yeah, like, it's just mad absolute madness and they've either something behind the scenes maybe the club maybe. have made yeah. a really terrible decision or he wants to go, which kind of makes you think Things aren't right. He hasn't there. gone anywhere though, has he? No, maybe no. he's just gone. So just like maybe you think he's something beyond the scene. Maybe he's just fed, like they've they've sold him some lies. Danny, Danny Schofield has taken over, hasn't he? But imagine losing yeah. your best two players for a reported combined ten million, and we're holding out for the best part of ten million, if not ten, for our asset. That just tells you everything you need but to they know. They were the anomaly, uh, anomaly, <laughs> last year. Them and Luton, yeah. Well, people had them to go down last year, didn't they? Yeah, mm. I thought they would I think Luton will do year. decent again, actually. I think they've, yeah. made, they've made a few yeah. signings. Decent signings. They, they had yeah. to because they had about 45 players out of contract. Yeah. So. yeah. Let's talk a bit about the teams coming down from the Premier League. Um, Norwich, Watford and our good friends Burnley, um, who Ross is desperate to start a rivalry with. Well, it sounds a bit. Um, but yeah, from, from things I'm reading and general bits of consensus around is that neither of them are going to really storm the league either or do particularly well. It's bit strange no I, I Norwich are definitely not the force they were when they were here two years ago um, Burnley they've lost 
a lot of their nucleus of that team that's kept them up in the in the Premier League for for years um, in the in the past. And Watford, you just don't know what Watford team are going to turn up ever. That every single time we've played them over the last twenty years, one week they're world beaters, then we go and beat them, and then the week after they beat someone five nil. It's just they're a very very odd team. Um, the Burnley situation is 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 quite a strange one. I mean, it's shit or bust for them this this season. The amount of money they're they're reportedly owing, I think it's hundred and ten million pounds, have got to be paid back to creditors and and owners at the end of this season coming up. So if they don't go up, they're you know they're they're pretty much in shit street. Yeah, I just look at the list of players they've lost: Collins, Pope, Me, Tarkovsky, Veghorst, Hennessy. Eric Peters as well, you know, the mainstays of that Burnley team and they're hoping the likes of Egan Riley, I know we were in for him too, and Harbour Bellis is going to replace Tarkovsky and me. It's with an inexperienced manager. Who 17, 18 year old kids. Massive part of it as well. Uh, you know, it's not like they've got like a, you know, if they had Sean Dyche in charge still, I'd be there thinking, you know what, he's got, you know, he's done it before. With the company, that's the other thing. It's a massive risk. What It feels like a massive risk because you think you've come down from the Premier League, you're obviously going to be financially way above a majority of the league. So you think steady hand, somebody who knows the division, um, somebody experienced, you've got to, you should be putting yourself in a good chance of, you know, at least being top six. And I agree, you, you kind of bring company in who, for all we know, yeah, maybe he's going to go on and be an absolutely fantastic manager, but there's there's absolutely no guarantees considering he's never managed, you know, a day in England before. So it just felt like a massively unnecessary risk. But obviously, we don't know what kind of he's in in terms of interviews and things like that. He's, he's obviously massively impressed them. But I, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think it's, it feels like a bit of an unnecessary risk because there's there's other options they could have got, which should have almost guaranteed them to be, I think, a top 16. I think the sign of the Scott Twine that Burnley made is, is, is class. I, I applaud them for that. I think he's going to be a top player in this division. Again, untested at this at this level, and we know how hard it was for players to make the move from the League One to, to the Championship. We know that for for well. We know we there's players in our our team who we thought would have made that step up, and it, they struggled. It took a year to to do that. Have Burnley got that time? I don't think they have. They have to get up this year, otherwise it could be, you know, <sighs> the big clubs in the past that have gone all the way down like us. It has happened to us. So, you know, I, I fear for them. I, I just, there's always one that doesn't make the top six. Well, West Brom down. last year. Who's yeah. going to be the West Brom of, of last year? For me, it's Burnley. The thing with Burnley, right, is, you know, they've literally only just come down, but I, I hear the, the word name Burnley, and it feels like they're just, they haven't been in the Prem for, for decades. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I literally, they don't, you know, often teams come down when Newcastle so came down that, and you go, yeah. oh, they've Ball. only just got really yeah. West Ham. Burnley just feels to me like, yeah. Your bog standard Great. championship and then team. And Norwich, I agree. I think they're not nowhere near as strong. They've only signed a couple of players. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they've got Pookie, which is yeah. you know that's that's their ace, isn't it? But, but I think pack. I just I almost feel like they've had their they've had their little time. Yeah. And Watford, you don't know if how long the manager's going to be there for. Are you, they're yeah, so quite a volatile so, club, yeah. aren't they? What do, what do you think, Wally, in terms of them coming down? Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't read too much into it. I haven't been massively impressed by by the signs they're making. I agree with Burnley. I think they could. They could go all the way through. To be honest, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna struggle. Um, yeah, Watford are just a, a strange, strange side, like you said, Dean. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see, see what happens. Um, Nothing I, to be feared I, of, is yeah. there? Yeah, and I, I think of. again, 
this league is wide open for anybody just to take by the scruff of the neck. I expect West Brom and Sheffield United to actually do that this year. I think they've got the squad and the team and the experience now in this division. You know, they both struggled last year, to be fair. And I think that will hold them in good stead going into, into next season. But for the rest of the league, apart from maybe seven, eight teams who are going to battle it out at the bottom, you know, the doors are open for everybody, including us, big time. I think this this year, more than last year, we've got a big opportunity and we have to we have to take it. And that's why I think keeping the assets, I think I think is us going, looking we're at the division going, you know yeah. what, we can do it. We, yeah. we, 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 we're those five, 10% in certain games last year from being in the playoffs. You know, we went to that Bournemouth game yeah. and it looked over three weeks before. We won two in a row, beat Fulham, beat Birmingham, went to the Bur- uh, Bournemouth game and had we won that, we'd been like a point off. You know, it, it was on until like four games to go. I, I think that, you know, Joy and the, the board have looked at it and gone, if we keep this team together, this spirit, adding the right players, like you say, it's wide open and we could do anything. I think the big thing for us is that we've got to increase that chance conversion rate. If we increase it, you know, three to five percent, we get promoted. If we had Matty Godden for more than the, the 17 games he, we had him last year, whatever it was, we get, we get, we get the playoffs. He takes... He takes those opportunities that that arise, and obviously hindsight and, and stuff like that, you don't know for sure. But you know, I have a good inkling that he would have taken more more chances last year with the with the amount of chances we created. And Jokeres, how many did he he yeah. miss? And he still scored seventeen goals. Yeah, one hundred and thirty-seven shots or something he, was it? He he, right. like he he again. He's another one where we just won't entertain a sale, especially yeah. to a team in our own division, unless they're literally going to pay ridiculous money because. Mm-hmm. He missed his finishing. If he can get his finishing like Matty Godden, he literally would score 25 yeah. towards 30 goals yeah. because the chances he did for himself away, as well. Yeah, he makes for himself like Derby away. Remember, two yeah, two glorious two, chances, oh. which Matty, Matty Godden, you know, would have scored, but Matty Godden wouldn't have made the 30-yard yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you did. that's a point, isn't it? You've got to take that But Matty Godden looks on fire in preseason. He looks so sharp. Um, and, you know, and then with Tavares, I, can he chip in with seven, eight goals? This and year? the midfield. Can O'Hare bump those numbers up? Is Casey Palmer going to yeah. include Hamer. some? Hamer. Can he? Ben Sheaf. Yeah. Can he, can he, yeah, he, he's technically he's good him. enough to score more goals than he has. Yeah. Cool. We'll move on and we'll do the predictions for the season. Oh, this is always good because last year's, I listened back to last year's actually. Were they awful? And uh, yeah, the majority were absolutely horrific. So, Well, you yeah. had bad vibes last year. Bad vibes. I did have bad vibes. Not on the podcast. Yeah, you were quite neggy, weren't you? He was. was. I was negging the summer, but I wasn't negging on the pod. No. There's definitely a tweet somewhere that we should try and do. Oh, there's, there's oh, well, I found them. I, I will dig them, <laughs> fish them back out. I Ross, Ross is very well adverse to the advanced search feature yeah. on, on Twitter. <laughs> I, just, I, I spent minutes scrolling, finding where Dino say this, you know. And as we said before, Ross has no life. So. I'm that as well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. Um, right, yeah, we'll do the predictions. Um, so I think the best way to do this is to make yeah, it relatively <laughs> relatively quick fire. So cool. we don't you don't need to you know you don't need to justify yourself too much, but just fairly oh, quick good. fire, a quick quick sentence on it. Um, so we'll go we'll go from right to left. Start with you, Ross. Um, we'll go with league league table position. Sky Blues ninth, fifth, tenth. Top goal scorer Victor Jokeres, Matty Godden. What about yours, Wardy? Oh, that's why I let you boys do okay. it. <laughs> no, you, well, come on, let's get your league table position first and then we'll come oh, back I'll around. Go, I'll go sixth. Okay. 
Uh, go- goal- top goal scorer? Matty Godden. Matty Godden. Jacarez. Yep. Right, what's the next one? Breakthrough player. Um, Ross Josh Eccles. You can't even think of the squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, who do I support again? <laughs> <laughs> I was just... Coventry yeah. City Football Club. Yeah. Breakthrough player. Josh Eccles. <laughs> If we can, okay, when we're saying breakthrough player, as uh, in you know, he's gonna he's, he's gonna break stamp their authority on the, on the yeah, and, and become a first team player. Yeah, he's gonna break in and be like a serious first team player. Still think that's a good Fabio answer. Tavares. Yeah, I'm going Tavares. Yeah, Tavares for me too. Yeah, yeah, that's agree. Nice uh, player of the season. Ben Sheaf. Ben Sheaf. Ben Sheaf. Yeah, I think for us to get up, he has to have an outstanding season. And I think he will. I think yeah. he'll be the... I've said it, but in the summer part, I think he will be the, the championship player of the season. Wow. wow. Bold. I'd I, I go ahead. Just I think because um, because the fact we haven't sold him, because he's in, ingrained in the club, I think he's going to have a lot of fans behind him. He's obviously already got a lot of fans behind him. I think it will go to another level now because this will get conflated as he's he's shunned Black, uh, sorry Burnley and he said he wants to stay with us. And obviously everybody knows that he's enjoying his time here. I just, I think if he can kick on another level with his goals, yeah. if he can get somewhere towards double figures, he, he goes to another level. So It's funny, isn't it? It almost feels like a new signing. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, like you need that bump of excitement in yeah. the summer where like a few people buy, buy a season ticket or like people buy tickets for the first game. Feels like that. So then they get you to celebrate. News. Like, it's like, we, I convinced myself he was going. Yeah. Like, I was pretty miserable yeah. thinking he's going to go and then <laughs> it was like a new signing. Just well, happening. All I, of a sudden. I remember speaking to him uh, to my mate, I go to the games with them. I remember we'd signed Panzo, and it was the same day I'd like read. I think that guy from Talk Sport. It was the same day, yeah. And I literally, yeah. you, I, I, we were on like you know on talking, and he was like, "You sound deflated." I, I was so like gutted at the thought of O'Hare going, mainly because of it's the memories. You know, it's, it's the, the memories, memories, but it's his personality. Like their big weekend coming out with Tom Green, he like, yeah. loves it, absolutely loves it, which is why him staying, us standing firm. I agree. I think when he scores the winning penalty against Burnley in the playoff final, <laughs> he will win player of the season. Run up to Vincent Company. That's the second time Ross has said that today, yeah, by yeah. the way, to me. Yeah, so. bit, because honestly, right, inject, it, it, in it, it kind of happens, doesn't it? If yeah, you believe. It doesn't bear thinking about. <laughs> um, right, have we done that one? Yeah, we've finished that one. Um, biggest disappointment? As in a player? Yeah. Oh, I don't like this one. Um I can't remember who we've said last Biggest year. disappointment. Um, oh, see, I, oh, I know. I'm going to go with uh, Fads. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to go Todd Kane. I'm going to say the ticketing loyalty system. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made that obvious, Dean, enough. <sighs> it's difficult. Um We've had one every year, haven't we? That's the thing. You know, DaCosta. Yeah. Well, I said Jokers last year. I said Jokers at the start of the year. I didn't believe that we'd spent a million pound on a player. I didn't really feel like he'd shown enough in that loan period to, so, you know, take my my thoughts for a pinch of salt. Um, Hamer. I don't think he's going to have the same impact this year. I'd, I'd go Kane just on the basis of that. It's, it's probably the easy answer, but 
I would agree with you in saying fads, but just because I think if we have a centre-back who's a disappointment, they'll be out of the team. And I think we've got that option to be able to replace them. If we were relying on him a bit more, then it, it probably would be the one I'd mm. go for. But um, Kane, again, probably isn't in the starting eleven as it stands at the moment, but you could see a reason why yeah. he would need to come in, in um, a bit more as cover, and I think that's when we might struggle. So. Surprise package? <laughs> um, Thinking along the lines of Jamie Allen last season. Oh, player-wise. Okay, so I'll, I'll, okay, surprise no. package then, and obviously because it's going to be a surprise. I'm going to go with... Uh, he's going to emulate Jamie Allen. Tyler Walker. Yeah. Remember last year, yeah. Jamie Allen was... We were happy. Out the door. And then he's got a new contract. And again, it would be a surprise. So I'm going to go Tyler Walker. Yeah. I'm going to go Dabo in a way yep. that I think he'll rediscover his form if he gets to play a consistent run of games. Yeah, that's a good shout. I'm going to go for someone a bit left field who might make a mark on the team, Ryan Howley. I think that's a good shout. I might I might tend to agree with you in saying Walker just on the basis of the fact of a surprise package on an impact player, somebody who can kind of come in maybe hopefully next season and get goals when we need him if Godden's injured and we need to kind of have that flexibility up front. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, it, it might not be a surprise package in 20 goals. Yeah. But if he can chip in with seven or eight when we need them, then that's going to be... Bench, he's probably, exactly, he's yeah. probably in a good spot, you know, now because the expectation's been lowered yeah. so much that there's... Well, there's no expectation of on course, him really yeah. too much. Yeah. In yeah. fact, people are saying, kind of get rid if we could. So, whereas when he came in and played for us, it, there was a huge expectation on him. I mean, we probably... Tim and Godden. I think I looked back at our 2020 predictions yeah. and we were raving about him. Yeah. Um, we thought he was going to be the guy that would yeah. come in and you know keep, so, keep basically fire us to, to stay in the league I think coming in with low expectation but knowing that if you do bang a goal in or two the fans will be right behind you immediately that switches straight away I mean it switches anyway if you're a Coventry City player with a shirt on whatever happens so I think that's a nice environment he needs a Bakayoko moment away at Charlton yeah, exactly where yeah. he comes on like Tyler, yeah. Sunderland away opening day he comes on scores because I think the balance of the strikers is better now like there was this myth about him that he was like really really quick and I, and so we were all expecting him to almost be a, this player that he wasn't he's a clinical finisher but now we've got Tavares who's there and you, you're happy for him to, to play you know with Jokerez, you know, and, and God and I think yeah if he can come on and have a moment where he wins us a game scores the winning goal I, I think that changes it for him and yeah he might not start but if he can score four, five, six goals by the World Cup break I also then he could get a new contract couldn't also he? applaud you know the effort and Waghorn to be fair going away in the summer themselves doing yes. their own training knowing that basically they're in a dogfight for, for places in Mark this, in this team who so could, yeah, could, yeah I mean behind if you look behind Godin and, and Giocarez there's an opportunity for to be that guy off the bench potentially yeah. and obviously you know Touchwood, nothing really happens with with Godin but potentially there's going to, going to be that opportunity to start in games as well so there's the, there is an open opportunity. There's nobody who's made it their own at the moment. But if he can have a good start, he can get a couple of goals. Yeah, it could be an important thing for us. Yeah, right. A little bit of a silly one. Average attendance at the CBS. Um, you, don't, you don't have to do the exact number, but you can no. if you want. Let's <laughs> let's do it. So what was it? Nineteen and a half last year. Let's go twenty thousand one hundred and sixty nine. Why is he looking direct into my eyes? <laughs> like, weird, eye line. <laughs> and he's trying to turn me on <laughs> with that number. Every number, because <laughs> every number, Dino like gave me a reaction as if, and I thought, oh, I'm, I'm on the right lines here. So I, I like, don't know, do I? No. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go twenty-two thousand. Twenty-one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, about twenty-one. 
21, cool. 21, 100. We'll take that. Um, away day you're most looking forward to? Burnley away now. Yeah. O'Hare to yeah. score the winner. Interesting. Run around, take his top off, commentary badge tattooed on his pecs. <laughs> I'm so he's on. I get that live in the celebration. Like yeah. literally just we'll get, get the sunnies on. Uh, yeah, well, who else? Um, yeah, probably. I quite enjoyed Blackburn the way last year. Mm. To be fair, yeah, proper, proper sort of proper I, ground. Yeah, I quite, yeah, proper yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I'm trying to think, we haven't really got a because oh, Derby. Not nah. yeah. Let's go Blackburn again. I quite nice. enjoyed it last year. I'm gonna go with Blackpool because it's on my thirtieth. Yeah, yeah and it's year. a weekend. And it's a weekend. Change. You're only twenty nine. Yeah. No, you don't look it. Um, <laughs> to, um, I'm not even going to go there. Um, I thought we were playing Birmingham at St. Andrews the second to last game of the season, but we're not. So I would have said Birmingham to send them down, but... Um, we'll send them down at home, obviously. Yeah, Blackburn's, nice. Blackburn's always a good day. Good allocation as well. So yeah, Blackburn. Yeah. I might actually get, <laughs> I might actually get a ticket. ticket. <laughs> that, that's your one away game, I'll go crazy. It? If anybody has a spare ticket for that Blackburn game... Ah... I think West Brom, time of year, kind of, it's going to be an important time of the season for us just after the World Cup, mm -hmm. January. We're going to know where we are. And if we are in kind of somewhere whereabouts, we're kind of, you know, in the battle for, for top six, that could be a massive game. So, yeah, if we're, if we're, in, the, if we're in the hunt at that point, go in there, it could be, could be a huge day for us. So, Home game you're most looking forward to? Got to work out mine as well. <laughs> well, here's yeah, the list. Like go through the. Um, I mean, let's go Sunderland at home. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it feels like. Yeah, it feels like a game, which is. Yeah, I think me, any I of think those depend on the allocation for that, though, because they're going to get three thousand. Yeah, if it's like a, which is, do we open it up and get as many of them here at thirty-three quid as we can, or do you want, you know? A, when, when, when do we play them? When do we play them? They'll get three thousand. I've, I've heard. Yeah. Well, if they get three, th is it is the second half of the February, season? February. Yeah. So February. Yeah. So if, look, if we're in a good position, then yeah, even if they get three thousand, if we can, if we have twenty five thousand home fans, you know, you could still be our biggest big crowd of the season. Yeah. Probably, uh, uh, but uh, I'm going to say the Birmingham game at home because that's going to be yeah, the moment game. we secure our playoff position. What date is that? Twenty ninth of second April. Half. Second to last game. Uh, and we're at home. Yeah. And we send them down as well. Yeah, I mean, that could also happen. Could be a celebration. I think any, any of those, and then everyone yeah. back to the tavern for a curry. There you go. <laughs> With DJ Smithy, DJ Smithy crying. Yeah. I think any of those games at home, again, you know, like I've seen like Sheffield United last season was a great home game. Any of those mm -hmm. games where the way ends packed out, we get a big crowd, we win the game. They're just they're special days at the CBS, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So, right. That's we, Matt, we, no, Matt's have you been Matt? I mean, you've all pretty much all of them. Got, yeah, every single one of the games. Burnley again, like it's we've said about as an away fixture, but home fixture, you know, big allocation away. Uh, if we're close to them in the table, it could build a rivalry, and uh, you know, obviously not really a rivalry, but if we're close to them in the in the in the league table, with what's happened in the summer, it could be an interesting game. So yeah, three teams to get promoted. Um, yeah, uh, Sheffield United. Um, Luton. You're right. Is this in order of first, second playoffs? Uh, no, this is not my reservation. Sorry, no particular order. order. Okay. Because I'm also I'm struggling because I've said that the sentences I don't want. And uh, 
So you won to Callum O'Hare's penalty against Burnley. Well, yeah, so I put us to finish ninth, so somehow we're getting the replace. He's quickly Mixed message. I'm going to... Obviously, there's still time left in the window, which is fair to say. I thought Middlesbrough would have done a lot more than they had. I think they were, their plan left. is to go for it. So on that premise, I might put them in there. But obviously, as of right now, they won't. But I think they, 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 the signs are they going yeah. for it. I'll go West Brom, Sheffield United and Coventry City. Yep, snap. Yep, nice. 100%. Playoffs. P- put it, put we'll, it on now. We'll win the Get a tenner on there now. It'd be some good odds. The playoffs doesn't bear thinking these about are these, I'm loving these positive Dino vibes. I, I'm telling you now, we it's are... going to go the other way now. We'll get relegated. <laughs> we are going <laughs> to... No, the last time... Actually, a good pre-season I'll Dino you, happy is not good I'll news. tell you now, the last time we got a season ticket, we did get relegated, so you don't want me to get one of those. No, don't, no, you don't need the points. Stay, no stick, points on zero. Stay on zero. Stick on zero. Stay on zero. I'll, I'll help you somehow. Yeah, I think, I think Sheffield United, they've got the best squad in the division. West Brom have made the best signings in John Swift and Jed Wallace. Uh, I think that them two, with the squad they had, pretty much secures their position in the top two. And and us, I just I think I think it's time. I think it's our year, and you know let's 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 go for it. Have West Brom got a, a good enough manager though? Is he good enough to get the best out of these players? I don't think he had a great impact last year, and that's why I didn't say them. I I I think last year was a bit of a a weird one because when he came in they weren't in a good position to begin with and he had I think a fair bit of time though didn't he yeah but not enough to, t- to turn it around I don't think um, yeah I'm not convinced by him I yeah, think that's yeah I mean if you if you look at West Brom and if they if they did have a better manager you'd probably say they would they should storm the league if they had if they had Chris Wilder uh, yes you know it's game over for everybody it's you know it's easily 90 plus points for West Brom if if they had that, yeah. So maybe their sticking point is that is this, is Steve Bruce. But yeah, for for me, um, I still think they're they're good enough. Matt, uh, I'd agree. Sheffield United. I actually do think Norwich will go up just because I don't think they've they haven't really lost a lot of players, and I think we have to take that into account. And you know, Pookie's obvious, obvious, but you've got Campwell and a few other people there. I th- still think they've got enough of of the players left. Whereas you look at Watford and Burnley, you've probably lost quite a lot. They really haven't, so I think they actually will all do all right. And they seem to follow that model of you know, dropping back and forth and probably doing things the right way. Not Third one, I'm going to kind of go a little bit left field just to throw something a bit different. I think maybe not even to say they'll definitely get promoted, but I think Stoke will have a decent season. Um, I think Dwight Gale's a fantastic sign in the championship. I think he's just going to... Just somebody you can anchor to, to say he's going to get as long as he stays fit to get kind of 20 plus goals you think i think so yeah five goals in his last two seasons yeah but he's not he's really played is he do i go Pre- i, I yeah. don't think he'd get 20 goals Pre- mm. premier league premier league when he's not getting op- a proper opportunity different situation i think you drop him into the championship i expect him to have a good he's season. down to the service that, that that he receives um for, for that to, i think he's he's okay he'll run a bit more than the tyler walker and he's you know he's a clinical finisher but it's down to the service yeah. That, yeah, I feel I like his age he's, obviously he's getting yeah. it on a bit now and he hasn't played regular football so it's not guaranteed but mm-hmm. I, I do I can foresee a situation where he can get a good number of goals and, and if he does I'll buy you a pint you'll buy me a pint I'll take it three to go down Rotherham rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> you said that with quite how, ma- how many points <laughs> um, we're not all going to do points 31 
I, 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 I worry for them. That, but that could be that could yeah. actually no, be a no, record. no. It was their record of twenty something. Oh, rather it? than currently hold really? the record because oh. that was what everyone was. You're a Rob super fan here. No, that's he hates the Mozarts. Hates Rob Burnley. I'm going to go Rotherham. Hates us. Maybe a few more points. This hasn't said it yet. Rotherham, Birmingham, absolute circus. Yeah, and. Yeah, let's go for it, Sunderland. Ooh. I'll go Rotherham, Birmingham, and Reading. I think. Reading. Just Reading, all three <laughs> places. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. Can you take the city with them as well? Just, just relegate the whole thing. We had a, we had a good little away day. We did it? have a good away day. It was, yeah, it was a good day. Is that yeah. where your your mum and dad cried out the sausage rolls? Oh was yeah, that, yeah, unbelievable. So, sorry, can I go back on my favourite away day? The one I'm looking forward to yeah. is. Is anyone where I can get another one of their... If you get a ticket. Another, yeah. Sorry. Does it come with a sausage roll? Yeah, ticket All tickets roll. now come with a That's sausage what the markup's for. Oh, okay. Ticket. Right. But you can only get one if you've got at least five points. There so you go. that's me absolutely screwed. Now, um, Reading, definitely. Birmingham, yeah, Circus. It's, you know, who knows if they'll have a, a manager to start this. I mean, that situation with John Eustace is just mental. Yeah, what they didn't want and just because I absolutely hate the scum, Sunderland, hate them. Just go, just Same. just get out of here. Don't care. Don't care. I'm doing a, I'm doing a Sunderland podcast tomorrow, <laughs> and I'm I'm now hoping they don't listen to us. <laughs> what to tell them? It's coming out by then, or feel free to listen to our podcast. What is like? Skip unfortunately, them. I'm not available, but Dean's available. Yeah. Um, he really likes them. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. Matt. Uh, I agree with Rotherham. I agree with Birmingham. I think Wigan as well. I think Reading yeah. just will, will stay up, but it will be close for them. So I'll probably probably go with Wigan. Two of the teams come in um, from the from League One who haven't done enough, I think. And Sunderland, you know, I don't think they're going to have the season that they'll they'll expect to have for sure. But probably think they'll just just be okay. Now, as you listeners and followers know, Sky Blue Tavern are our sponsors and partners for the new season. Ross, it's a brilliant venue to have a beer and a curry before or after the CCFC games, but also throughout the week as well. And I just wanted to ask you, in your eyes, what makes the Tavern so special for Coventry fans? Well, the Sky Blue Tavern is the perfect Coventry City sports bar and curry house with something on offer for everybody. Travel to home and away matches, as well as providing a superb hub pre and post games to have a drink, have some great food and have a chat. The Skyblue Tavern really does offer something for everyone. All right, let's chat a bit about the first six fixtures for the Sky Blues and obviously that opening day uh, game away at Sunderland. Um, so yeah, obviously we've got Sunderland away, Rotherham at home, Mill away, Wigan at home, Huddersfield at home, and Hull away. Um, Matt, you'd say that's probably not the not the most tricky start to the season that we could have hoped for, and you'd like to see us pick up some points there. Yeah, I think it's quite a generous one. Um, you look at, obviously, Sunderland have come down, so <clears throat> I know they're confident, but we should be confident as well going there. Obviously, we've got a decent record at the stadium like the last few seasons, and, um, you know, they've got acclimatised. Do you mean the stadium of Bright? Stadium of But they've got acclimatised to this league, and, and we should kind of go there confident because we should consider ourselves a step above them at the minute because, they've, you know, you've got to come back to this level. So opportunity to certainly get something there. Rotherham, you've got to be hoping we'll, we'll pick up points um, Bristol City, yeah, for sure. Millwall's a tricky game. Um, but, you know, if we're, if we're talking four games in and we're still unbeaten, then we can probably go there and, and, and have a go and see what comes of it. 
Um, and then Wigan again, you, you, Wigan and Huddersfield really, I mean, you look at it, that's, you, you, you'd be looking for double figure points there, surely. Yeah, and obviously that, that opening day game at Sunderland, um, big, big home crowd, could be, could be a tricky game, but hopefully our quality will show on the day. Yeah, hopefully. And I think when we, we all spoke, you know, several weeks ago, I was with uh, Dean actually in terms of feeling, uh, having sort of bad vibes, you know, about the game. Because I think at that point, it sort of, it was still quite early on in the summer, you know, and I, I just thought, you know, I, I, tough game, you know, it's going to be a partisan uh, atmosphere. But actually the weeks after, like now I sit here and I think we can go there and win. You know, I, I was a bit unsure before. I, I, I from what I've seen in pre-season, the fact the way we've operated in terms of keeping our asset, assets, seeing what Sunderland have done. Yeah, I, I think like you say, you make a good point. You know, this is our third season. They've just come up. We've This is the thing with Rotherham even. You know, they went down the year we, obviously, you know, we stayed up. The gap, it's a big gap. We know it. And just because they're Sunderland, yeah. I think sometimes you can go, oh, the, the gap isn't actually that big yeah. for them. But actually it is that they've come up. They've not had that much. And I, I think we can go to Sunderland. It's going to be a big crowd, but... You know, you're saying extra tickets, so we can have a, we'll take a good allocation. We'll be vocal. Um, I think we can get the win there. Yeah. How do you feel, Dean? I'm, appreh you, I'm apprehensive. You were a bit, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think this is the worst possible game we can have to kick off the season. Um, mainly for obviously the the rivalry that's that's between us. A huge crowd. They'll be absolutely bouncing to be back in this division. Um, but. But does that not make their players a bit apprehensive well? As well? It, it, it will do because a lot of them haven't played at this level. That you, we, I think we're forgetting that Sunderland have been down in League One for three seasons. Their squad overhaul has been dramatic over that time, um, and they didn't have a well. Okay, they on paper they had enough quality to get out. Sorry, in reality they had enough paper, uh, quality to get out of League League One, but on paper they didn't. I don't think again they look any great shape going into this season they'll know all about our quality though and you know there's probably 60-70% of Sunderland fans going you know we've got to be fearful of this commentary team yeah. um, so I mean I saw a lot of their fans on their forums that saying the same thing as you like that's yeah. the worst possible game we could yeah, yeah it's, it's an occasion game. more than anything yeah, isn't it's it it's a huge occasion um, yeah. so yeah but if if we show 70% of our quality that we've shown last season we've got way more than what we need to beat that Sunderland team I just think we've just got that composure like at the back and I don't know experience the experience, experience is massive yeah, yeah. Like these big occasions we've had plenty of them yeah. we've had loads of these occasions over the last couple of years yeah. you know we've gone away to like Birmingham and Rotherham away that year mm -hmm. to stay up yeah and yeah. like you know the games that we weren't expecting Sheffield United at home these big games we've had and we've we've always stepped up pretty well to yeah. the occasion the thing is, what you don't know, when we came up, the problem we had the first three quarters of the season, especially very, very early on, is we were so passive, so tentative in, in everything we did. And maybe that was hampered because we didn't have any crowds. But we need to go there and we need to spoil the party. And I, I believe now that we can. I think if, you know, if, we, if we're on top with our play, 20 minutes in, a bit like when we played Forest last year and I went away and they were on the form of their lives... Their fans were were anxious. We, we we should have been two up, and if we and it's that same thing we talk about. If I think we'll create chances, and if we take the lead in that, the game, I think their fans will be you know considering the rivalry and everything. I think it could turn. Yeah, Matt, how do you think we'll set up for the game? Who's going to play in those cent central defensive positions? 
I would say Panzo's obviously sat on the left. Um, Hyam, I think probably Fads will play um, just because obviously sat in first game of season. And I think probably what we're trying to say, you know, hopefully we can lean on is, is having that experience and that quality at this level. You know, let's let's maybe lean on those players who have, who have put us in that position over the last, you know, two seasons coming into our third season in the championship. So I would... I would say, obviously, Panzo is the one who breaks out with his quality at the minute. But then, as as much as we can, let's you know lean on that um, experience and quality that we've, those two or three players have already shown in terms of playing at championship level. I expect this week we will sign Aramandola from Palace, and I think he probably will go straight in. Um, Dabo to midfield, obviously, Chief Hamer. Um, and then the question mark is going to be: Do we go? Do we go to up front? Do we go Godden and Giacarez with O'Hare behind, or do we? You know, go the two attacking midfielders, and I don't know. I'll ask you guys. I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. Thoughts, boss? Yeah, see, I thought about this. I think, I think we'll go two up top. Yeah. Because I think we've got five subs from seven, so we can make five changes. I think if we start with the box with both Palmer and O'Hare playing, yes, you can bring on another striker, but we then, unless we suddenly sign another camp, we then haven't got mm-hmm. that option. I think we'll go two up top. I think we should be offensive, you know, um, and then we can change it. We've got Palmer. We've then got Tavares, Walker. Suddenly you go, we can change it how we want. We've got the option to go to a four at the back, you know, because Panzo could even play on the left, you know. I think Bidwell will start. I do think yeah. he will start. Um, I think I get your point with Ad- 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 I can't say it now. Adaramola. Ad- really hard, isn't it? But I think it's too late in the in this preseason to, to maybe when he go straight in. in. He's coming yeah. in this week. It's what in terms of jelling into our squad? Yeah, or? and yeah. Because he's just, obviously had a good preseason yeah, at Palace. Yeah, but he only, he's only played two halves of football yeah. in that preseason. Um, yeah, true. And I, I, I think it does take time to, to learn a new system, a new setup. Uh, I wouldn't have any qualms of playing Jake Bidwell on that first game anyway. Um, I don't think, when you look at Sunderland as an attacking threat, I don't think they've got a lot, so... Bidwell can probably afford to be a little more, a little more structured in this game. Yeah, for personally, he's reliable, isn't he? You yeah, know you're get. and I agree, and that's why I completely agree that I think Fads is a shoe in for the game, hundred percent, because yeah. I think they are in that League One team but atmosphere, but also that experience head, but also the way they play, balls in the box. He, he he's that experience. I think hundred percent he plays, and then I think as the season goes on, I think he'll find himself out the team when we want to be a bit more expressive and potentially higher moves into the middle or, or, or Rose comes in. So yeah, I agree with that. Any final remarks or thoughts, chaps, before we wrap up? We've got a chance. We've got a really big opportunity this year and we have to give it a good go. I think even more more than last year, the opportunity to get promoted is is absolutely there for any one of 12 teams including us, and, and why can't it be us? Um, yeah, let's just go for it. Yeah, 100%. And I think the club are doing, you know, actions speak louder than the words, and the, the way the club have operated, I think, this summer, and they have done for the last five years, it's been, they, they talk about incremental improvement, you know, uh, and we've overachieved every year. You know, we're ahead of schedule, you know, and I think the yeah. way the club's been run has been, Sublime. We, as Dina said, we who can who can argue with what we're doing. You know, Cecil could leave tomorrow, but we're trying to run the club sustainably. That we can, we can do it. We can run like a like a business. You know, um, look, if we can get in the playoffs, why 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 can't we? Let, let's give it a good go. And I think the support will be great this year. And I think there'll be more, you know, memorable moments to come again. Yeah. 
Matt, any final thoughts from you? I'd probably echo it quite heavily. I mean, you know, we've, we've obviously, as uh, Ross says, we've massively gone above schedule in terms of our improvements over the last, you know, three, four, five seasons, really. And, and you're looking at now, we, we finished 12th last season, so it doesn't really leave you much gap between where we've, we've finished and where we set as a benchmark in, and the playoffs, to be honest with you. So, you know, for me, I kind of look at it, you don't want to take a step back. And I know it's, you know, it's maybe just a, a visual thing more than anything. You don't want to, you don't want to finish bottom half now, even if it's 13th. You want to, you're kind of right, we've, we've ticked that box, we're top half. That's where we want to move forward. If we can finish 12th, 11th, then, you know, again, it's still that incremental improvement and it's going in the right direction. But as the guys said, why not? You know, why, why can't that tick over into, you know, ninth, seventh, sixth, wherever it might be? So, yeah. Yeah. And then just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Like, there's so I many mean, this times. This is what we'd have dreamed pretty of. Much, years pretty ago. much speech. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> there's so many times last season where, you know, people are arguing over silly, silly things on Twitter and, you know, just just embrace what's happening at our football club. We we could be in a lot. We we have been in a worse position. And years. let's just enjoy enjoy the ride. Let's see what happens. Get behind the boys. Get behind Mark Robbins, and and, and let's just go for it. Because we're not talking about long, you know, history ages ago, are we? We're talking about five years ago. Yeah. We were all there. Everybody who's going now can remember, right? where we were I mean, it, we'd have all absolutely snapped you know anyone's hands off to be where we are now third season look at Brentford right the last thing I'll say is we talk about the Brentford model about buying you know selling our assets mm -hmm. reinvesting it took Brentford seven seasons in the championship before they got promoted we we're about to start our third I think we're in a very good place season um, thanks a lot for joining me um, and listeners, do make sure you're following the Sky Blue Tavern across their sh social channels. And do remember, you can also book your away travel through their website. And also make sure you get your booths and tables booked for the opening weekend. They have got a curry and beer deal um, for 9.99, So make sure you get all over that. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation, all you need to do is use the hashtag SBE podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.